Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word "Do Good Better" at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author Patrick Kirby. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official Do Good Better podcast. And I am so excited for today because we have Erica Johnsrud, who is with the Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Red River Valley, joining us this morning. Wow, that's a mouthful to say. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. (laughs) I can't imagine. You probably have to say it all the time when people ask where you work for. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a long name. (laughs) I love it, though, because you guys do such great work. And I, I always love starting with this question. I know it's like such a basic question. But before we talk about the really exciting thing, I'm not going to say anything yet because it's really exciting. You'll know when we get there. But before we get into that, explain a little bit more about the Ronald McDonald House of Charities. And and it's not like Ronald McDonald. It's not McDonald's, everybody. It is not (laughs) McDonald's. That's why they have the House of Charities on it. So just a little bit more in detail about what you guys do here in the community. Absolutely. We have families who have children in the hospital stay with us. Um, We have a room for them. The room is very hotel-like, so it has a couple beds and a a nice bathroom. Um, But then we also have all of the things that you would have at your own home because when people have to travel far to receive medical care for their children, uh, we want to make sure that all that they have to worry about kids and that they they can really focus all of their attention on that and they can they can focus on their kids so that um you know they don't have to worry about anything else so we have volunteers that come in and make meals and we have a comfortable living room um any any toiletries i mean i know when i go on vacation i forget toiletries right. so i can imagine leaving your house in a hurry with with a sick child trying to remember everything that you might need to pack. And and especially when you don't know how long you're going to be away from home. So we want to make sure that they have a home away from home while their, their kid is getting the medical care that they need. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is so important to have, because like you said, a lot of the times these families are leaving their homes in a, a rush and they don't really know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going on. And especially now, too, I want to talk about with, with COVID going on, a lot of families can't stay at the hospital. Um, so are you guys seeing an uptick in those families that are, gonna, that are wanting to come and stay at the Ronald McDonald House? Yeah, you know, we had, to, uh, we had to limit the number of families we had for a while here, too. And luckily, we've been able to, um, you know, implement some procedures and welcome more families back into, into our space because it is, yeah, like you said, I mean, they only so many people can be in the hospital now. And so they need a place to go and, uh, you know, why, why can't it be the Ronald McDonald house where they can feel comfortable? And, you know, a lot of 
people are just scared right now. And so we want to, we want to give them a little, a little peace of mind, a little piece of home and, you know, not add to the stress of everything that's going on with their sick child and with everything that's going on in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've been uh, to the Ronald McDonald House Charities before, and it is so cool inside. You guys have like the kitchen of my dreams. <laughs> Beautiful. And I want to talk to you about um, that fun little magic room that you guys have, uh, because it's not just parents coming. Sometimes it's the sibling um, that is coming with as well. And they might be young. They might not understand really what's going on, why they're staying here, uh, things of that nature. But also too, when the the child that is sick uh, gets to go home, uh, they get to leave with a little something extra. I really want to talk about this really fun because if you have a cha- the chance to go <laughs> and see this room, it's like a child's dream. So talk about the magic door. (laughs) (laughs) It is so, it's so much fun. Um, You know, right now we have a few siblings staying with us and remembering them. I mean, of course their, their parents are focusing most of their energy on the sick child. And we want to make sure that the siblings get a little love too. So they get a chance to go to the magic room. They get to uh, find a staff member that has a magic word. The word changes every day. Um, and so we go over with them to the door and they say the magic word and the door opens up and they get to go inside and pick out a toy. And so the whole room is just shelves lined with toys and fun activities and just a lot of kids stuff that is, is so cool. Um, and it's all donated. We get all of that stuff from, from our community. We're in such a generous community. So we're really really grateful for that. I walked in and I was like, if I was a child, I would be in here for hours trying to decide what toy I'd want. But knowing me, I'd go for like the little bouncy ball, like (laughs) off to the side. And there's like this huge panda. And I'd be like, no, I want the bouncy ball. (laughs) It is, it is so cute. Cause you know, I, I always thought like, oh, if I got to go into somewhere like that, I mean, I would just be like, so excited and would just go like straight to something. But the kids, they're just like so thoughtful about like finding the right, just the right thing that they get to take home with them. And it's so fun. And how did you guys kind of like think of that idea? Was it kind of like what you just said? You were like, if I, if I were going through the situation as a kid um, or as a parent, like I would kind of want my kids to be able to have something or where did this idea, because I've never heard of anybody <laughs> doing this before. So uh, at our at our previous locations, we would always just pick out a toy and leave it on the bed for the for the children. And we there was a Ronald McDonald House in Canada that had changed an old storage room into um, their toy room, and they let kids go and pick stuff out. And when we were brainstorming fun ideas that we wanted to have in our new house, we loved that idea of having a place where they got to go and pick out their own toy. And we just kind of brought it to the next level. (laughs) We thought, how fun would it be if we made it this really cool kind of adventure? So even on the outside of the room, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've seen it, Abby, it kind of, we had an artist come in and make it look like a cave of wonders. So they're going into this magical cave and, you know, with the magic word. And so we just had a lot of fun with it and, you know, we were able to make it happen. So it's pretty, 
it's pretty fun. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. I absolutely, that is like my best or not my best, but like my favorite part. <laughs> houses, but, and I don't even like, I, I wouldn't even get a toy, but like, I just think it's so fun. <laughs> um, but okay. The exciting part. <laughs> well, it was kind of cool. Um, you know, we've been in our space for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Now, and after we were here for about a year, we um, kind of reevaluated, you know, how, how are things going and have we noticed since we've been in here a year things that maybe we could add or change and you know we love love the magic room but one thing we noticed is a lot of the families staying with us have kids in the NICU and if they um you know if they if they don't have any other siblings to go in the magic room what's something that we could add to to their experience to add value to them and so um, we just kind of realized that a lot of times those families had their babies too soon. So they didn't have that time at home to prepare to bring them home like a lot of people do. And so we actually added another space um, and we call it the petite boutique. And <laughs> so it has all of those little things that you would need to have at home to bring a baby home. Um, that those people haven't had the chance to stock up on. So they get to go, um, if they have a baby that they're bringing home from the NICU, they get a chance to go in the petite boutique and pick things out so that once they get home, they don't have to make their first trip right immediately to the store. They can get settled in at home a little bit before um, they have to go out and pick up some of those baby essentials. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. When did you, when did you say again, when did you guys like put that in? So we probably put that in a little bit over a year that we were in our space. So last, last year okay. um, sometime is when we kind of oh. decided to add that in. So cute. Really? Wow. It's been a long time since we talked I'm just <laughs> as we're doing the podcast. That's so awesome. I think that is just so incredibly important. And like you said, a lot of parents um, that have babies in the NICU, they they don't have the time to go and go shopping for formula or baby diapers or anything like to, right. to have that provided for them is so important and so huge. Do you see a lot of uh, parents like, I just want to know what it's like um, to be a part of that. And do you see a lot of the emotions start to run through people too when they walk into that room? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. They're just in awe of all of the, you know, all of the stuff that we have in there is, is from donations. And so just like the gratitude that they have for all of the support in a community that they aren't from, um, you know, this support is from people that they don't know. And they're just so overwhelmed, I think, with the, the, the amount of support that's given from, from our community, which is, which is pretty cool. So amazing, amazing, such amazing work. But I want to talk about the super exciting thing that we little previewed in the beginning. Okay, so <laughs> if you guys don't know, Erica won one of the women that won the YWCA's Women of the Year for 2020. Oh my yeah. god, like a third of the from the crowd. That's insane. But I want to back up before we talk about winning the award. What was it like to be nominated to see your face on that? And you were like, what? This is crazy. Yeah. It, it is <laughs> crazy. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, 
to be nominated is just so, so humbling, first of all. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a crier. So most of the time I cry when people say nice things about me. And <laughs> so it's just really overwhelming. Um, you know, I think you get kind of stuck in your day to day and you're, you're doing things and, um, and people notice, and it's really humbling to be nominated and, you know, watching the, the women of the year, uh, ceremony this year was so much fun. There's so many amazing women that were honored in our community that are doing just phenomenal, phenomenal work. And, um, you know, I certainly was not expecting <laughs> to, to win. <laughs> I I love how you just say that uh, we get so stuck in our daily routine that sometimes I know I've gone home at the end of the day and you're like, I didn't do anything good today. Like you just yeah. are like, I feel like I just sat at the computer all day and answered phone calls. But it's, it's crazy how even it's doing that, that tedious uh, computer work and answering those, those hundred voicemails that you had to go through. It's actually super important, especially for a charity, I bet. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I had the time to reflect on, um, because before the ceremony, uh, since it had to go virtual, they asked each of the nominees to submit a, a video talking about what women's empowerment means to you. And I had some time to reflect on that. And, and I think the biggest thing that I kept coming back to and is that you show up and what in, in whatever aspect that is, if it's replying to things or, um, you know, helping out when it's needed, but also just being a cheerleader when things are going really well. And so that was, it was, it was cool to have that opportunity to kind of reflect on that a little bit. And, you know, it is those little things that, that make a, a big difference. Oh, I just think it's so cool. And we've known each other for a couple of years now. And so when I saw your name, I was like, yes, I was like, oh my gosh, I knew it. I knew she was going to win. I was like, I was so over the moon. I was so excited for you. And it's so exciting because you do do such hard work and I think it definitely deserves to be honored and recognized. So thank you, Erica, congratulations. (laughs) I should have bought you a cake or something for today. (laughs) Just thinking of it right now, but honestly, so awesome. And how can people get in touch with, with you or with, uh, the Ronald McDonald house charities also, uh, how can people maybe donate for the room? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, a lot of the information is on our website. So rmhcfargo.org. Give us a call, um, 701-232-3980. Uh, we also have some fun stuff coming up in October to promote the Ronald McDonald House, a little awareness campaign going on. So if you follow us on social media, uh, on Facebook, we're Ronald McDonald House Charities of the Red River Valley. So that mouthful there. <laughs> But on Twitter and Instagram, it's at RMHC Fargo. So we have some fun stuff coming up um, and ways for people to get involved and they want to show their support of the good work that the Ronald McDonald House does. Awesome. And of course, we'll have that all in the show notes because I know that was like a lot of websites and a lot of (laughs) 
tags. So we'll, we'll make it easy and we'll put it all in the show, na- show notes for you. But Erica, thank you so much uh, to, for joining me today. And thank you everybody for listening again for the official Do Good Better podcast. Stay tuned. We'll have another episode here this week. So make sure you're looking out for that as well. Documenting donor information is the most important thing you can do as a fundraiser, as a nonprofit organization. And hey, if you don't know where to start and try to figure out where and what system to get, go to DonorDoc.com. DonorDoc is the CRM system, the donor database system. It has wonderful reporting. It has easy-to-use dashboards. Frankly, it's the greatest thing that you will have at your disposal as a fundraising organization. Go to DonorDoc.com. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.